the 43rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select center Joe Tipman from Wisconsin. I am Tanitra Batiste, and we have Locked On Jets host John Butchko here with us. And this Locked On NFL Draft coverage is presented by Ultimate Football GM. You think you can run an NFL franchise? Well, visit ultimate-gm.com to play the Ultimate NFL GM simulation game and start your dynasty today. So the rain continues as far as trying to get a dynasty, right? Or trying to rain over things there in New York. They go with Tipman, who is a pretty tall center. He's known for great mobility and range. What was your reaction? action when you saw that the Jets went after a guy who's known also to be pretty good run blocker? Not surprising. I think that the Jets went into this draft feeling like they needed to address the offensive line in some way. And in the first round, we don't know for this for a fact, but it certainly seemed like Broderick Jones was the guy that they wanted and Pittsburgh mm -hmm. jumped them one spot. So instead of drafting a tackle, they go with an interior guy in Tipman. The Jets offensive line, they have some pretty big question marks at the tackle position. Dwayne Brown's going to be 38 years old, but he's the left tackle. Mekhi Becton's penciled in as the right tackle. He's been for two straight seasons due to injury. So they had to get some degree of insurance. And I know you could say, well, Tipman, he's, he's an interior offensive lineman. He can play center. A lot of people think he also could slide out to guard. At right guard, they, the Jets have Elijah Vera Tucker, who is a guy who has kicked out to both tackle positions at, at various points in his career. So if there's an issue at either left tackle or right tackle, now I think the Jets can insert Tipman on one of the interior spots and kick Vera Tucker to whatever tackle position they need him to. So I think it's a it's a move that gives the Jets a little bit more insurance on an offensive line that, where there's a lot of big question marks. Absolutely. And when you bring in someone like an Aaron Rodgers, who's had a solid offensive line for the most part, for his years in Green Bay, you want to be able to shore it up with guys like Tipman. So where else do you think there could be some opportunity there for the Jets in terms of where they go? Like you said, they started off on the defensive side of the ball with Will McDonald, and now they switch gears to the offensive side. But what are maybe some of the other areas where they can put some complimentary pieces around Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's not going to be easy because they don't have a third-round pick this year. Um, it's, a, it's a little complicated to explain everything. They sent their second-round pick to Green Bay for Rodgers. The pick that they made to take Tipman was actually Cleveland's pick, and they got it for Elijah Moore, but they sent their third-round pick out with him. So it's not going to be easy. The Jets only have five picks in this draft, and Tipman at 43, that's the last time the Jets are picking in the top 100. But on day three, you know, there are some areas where they, they could use some help. I still think they could use more help on the offensive line. Uh, they could probably use somebody to develop at the wide receiver position. Uh, they, you know, they have a lot, they got some guy, they don't really have a lot of guys under contract at receiver after 2023. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they could probably use some help at linebacker and safety. Indeed, indeed. And when you kind of look across that entire AFC East space, you know, arguably, although the Patriots may not be the Patriots of old, but the Bills are still coming up. Obviously, the Dolphins have done some great things in the offseason as well. Kind of what is your assessment so far of not just the Joe Tipman selection here in this draft, but also McDonald and what that does for the Jets in terms of really just being able to compete in their own division? It's been a really interesting offseason because the Jets upgraded to Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, which is an enormous upgrade at obviously the most important position there is. And outside of that, I'm not sure they've really upgraded at any other spot. I think you could say they, are, they upgraded to the safety. They got Chuck Clark from Baltimore. So 
they're better there. Um, you know, they, they have a little bit more receiver depth, but it's really going to be a similar team as what they had last year, except they're going to have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, which, you know, Aaron Rodgers over Zach Wilson, the current iteration of Joe Flacco. We all do respect that Joe Flacco has had a wonderful career, but at this point in his career, he's not bringing a lot to the table and Mike White. So you've upgraded yeah. a lot. I mean, I think Buffalo is the team to beat. I think, you know, they've been, they've won their division champion three straight years. They're going to be a Super Bowl favorite. So I think, I, I don't think you can put the Jets ahead of Buffalo. I think the Jets need to prove that on the field. Um, Miami is a very tough team out there. And as you mentioned, New England, you know, New England's New England. New England's not going to fall to the bottom of the league. So it's it maybe the toughest division in, in the league this year. So, but I think with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets at least give themselves a shot to compete in it. Yeah. And it's interesting because like you said, it's kind of a sneaky good. And I say sneaky with quotes on it, right, John, but it's kind of a sneaky good division because you do have some of the perennial powerhouses like the Patriots and the bills, but the dolphins are coming up and the jets are really trying to find their way after a really strong start with Robert Sala and company last season. And then, you know, we know kind of where it went, but now you may have a revitalization of this organization with an Aaron Rodgers, and also with picking solid guys like Joe Tipman, which it seems like a pretty solid pick and a safe pick. One other thing before we wrap up that I was interested in, because I'm always curious to know, especially because you cover this team on a daily basis. When you think about that Tipman pick, what was your initial reaction to say, wow, okay, that's where the Jets kind of decided to go uh, at this uh, 41st, uh, excuse me, 43rd position in the uh, second round? I wasn't surprised at all. This was the guy I thought, I thought that the Jets would go with Tipman if they picked an interior lineman because their general manager, Joe Douglas, he is big on drafting guys with traits, either size or athleticism and Tipman's got them both. I mean, even, you know, even last night, McDonald, you know, it's a guy who he's, he's a projectable guy because he's got long arms. He's explosive, but the Jets, the center position is something that, that you really focus on because if people who grew up when I grew up, we saw essentially 20 years of great center play. They had Kevin Mawai from 98 to 2005, who was a Hall of Famer. And that the year Mawai left, they drafted Nick Mangold, who was one of the top centers of the league for a decade. So the last couple of years, Connor McGovern's played well, but they had some bad center play after. It, it hasn't been that, up to that standard. So most of the time I've watched the Jets, they've had dominant center play. So it's exciting to have a guy who has the potential to get you back to like top of the league center play. And I love the word that you just used, John, because I'm all about O-line and I always think they're so cerebral, cerebral. So to hear you say that it's exciting for them to pick a guy like a Joe Tipman at center makes me excited as well. So for more on the Jets draft, follow Locked on Jets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And you know, when you follow Locked on Jets, it's because of our guy, John. Appreciate your time.